Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. podcast on the athletic network it's thursday january 5th 2023 i'm jay skeeth here in the classic factory and alongside me as always that's tass mellis what's up everybody next to tassie is the bearded one matap shot hot boy trey kirby hey yo hey yo and last but not least making the magic wipes open <laughs> jd <laughs> Hello. There he is, and here we are. Thanks. Hit the wrong button. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> Hit the wrong button. Uh, shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. We love to see it. Comment away, like away, subscribe away. All you podcast listeners, leave your boys a five-star rating and review, and send in your questions and comments to nodunks at theathletic.com. We're going to try and get to all 12 games from last night on this very podcast. But first, we had a wedgie. Yes, and it had we been did. two weeks since we had a wedgie. We didn't have a wedgie over the entire Christmas break. But Jimmy Butler came through last night with a little up oh, and nice under yeah. soft layup like yeah. wedgie. Yeah. The underside wedgie, I would call it. Mm, yeah. Very, just very to nice. get in a little play on underside. Oh, nice. Yeah, you know. With the wedgie. Or wedgies go. Yeah. Uh, so wedgietracker.com has updated and we're now at 24. Our first wedgie of 2023. Love to see it. And back on pace there, 252. It was 50 before that one. And got to feel good when you hear Breen. Mike Breen, the definitive broadcaster, the mm-hmm. broadcaster everyone listens to, say the word wedgie. Yeah. Feels so And good. then they moved on very quickly. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's okay. That's fine. It's okay. Wedgie was said. It's, it's respect. It's almost an afterthought now. It's yeah, just right. so in just the nomenclature. The culture, yeah. Yeah. yeah, good point. All right. So, <laughs> 12 games. Good point you had. Thanks. We, we divided... And conquered these. Well, we'll find out if we did. But we have like a, a <laughs> an interesting note, part. a take, a clip maybe about all 12 games from last night. We're going to start with your Chicago Bulls snapping the Nets' 12-game win streak. Yes, uh, KD scored 44, so we told you to hit the over. You would have made a lot of money <laughs> on that. The 28 and a half. Yeah, 28 in the first half. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but your team uh, pulled it out in the end there, Trey. You know, really, really solid win here for Chicago. I can't believe it. The Bulls are back <laughs> oh my God. in the play-in tournament. <laughs> yeah. They're back in the play-in tournament right now. Withstood 44 from Kevin Durant and beat another top Eastern Conference team. Bulls are 2-1 and one against the Celtics. 2-0 and oh now against the Nets. 2-0 and oh against the Bucks. And don't get me started on those dubious games against the Cleveland Cavaliers. This was a balanced effort for Chicago, though. They never trailed after the first few minutes of this game. 22 points for DeMar DeRozan. He had 10 in the fourth quarter, doing his fourth quarter clutch thing as usual. Only 13 for Zach Levine. You get 35 points from your two leading scorers. Usually not a great recipe for Chicago, but big game for Vucci, baby. 21 points. 17 came in the first half. They were playing through him. It was mostly hook shots, it felt like, from Vooch in the first half, so I was loving it. 17 for Io DeSumo. He was all over the place, had a sick chase down block on Kevin Durant. But I think the biggest story for Chicago is 22 points for Patrick Williams. Three three-pointers made, seven for seven at the line, seven rebounds. This was his best game of the season. He was the guy tasked with guarding Kevin Durant for most of this game. They asked him about his uh, incredible defensive performance, and Zach Levine butted in, and he's like, didn't KD have 44 points? <laughs> he's like, Pat played a great game, but KD still went for 44. Yeah. Nonetheless, Williams was at least making it tough on him. Only 16 for Durant in the second half. That's kind of a win right there, and only five in the fourth quarter for KD. Yeah. That was a takeaway for me. I can't believe he didn't get to 50 points after 28 in the first half. Some of the shots he, were making, he was making as well. Williams draped all over him, falling over. He should have gotten a lot more free throws than he took last night. I think KD probably could have gotten to 50 
Um, but that was a nice win for Chicago. So a couple other takeaways uh, from this one. Winning without big games from DeRozan and Levine. That's huge for the Bulls. Nick Claxton, this guy's awesome. 11 points, 6 rebounds, 3 blocks. He was getting put in the basket in the first half by Vucevic, but he was making plays with his athleticism and his brain, I thought, in the second half. Biggest takeaway, though, for me, don't come to Chicago with a win streak. Snap the 12-gamer here for the Brooklyn Nets. Famously snapped the 27-game heat win streak <laughs> way back when, Skeets, 2013, which is really what got me thinking. The Lakers' 33-game win streak from 1971-72 maybe the most unbreakable record yeah. in the NBA. Miami's win streak was 10 years ago. That feels like 100 years yeah. ago already. There's no way a team is going to put in 40 games of effort to break the Lakers' win streak, you know, from 50 years ago. We got to blame the Warriors for this one. They had their 24-game win streak to start the 15-16 season. They obviously went 73-9. and nine. Then they lost in the seventh game of the finals, and everybody decided it ain't worth winning in the regular season <laughs> because a team lost in game seven of the finals. Yeah. Mm. That's crazy to me, but it does seem... To me, that 33 games, nobody will ever break that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. 30 teams. It's tough to do. This ain't an eight-team league anymore. Uh, so, yeah, that, yeah, that's a good one. As uh, probably one of the most unbreakable records. You got your wilts up there, your 100-point game. I know cool. people are talking about now. Yeah. Oh, can you go get that 100-pointer? Still tough. Isn't Still that more likely tough. to be broken than yeah. Trey saying? A team yeah. winning 34 it would take uh, yeah. consecutive games? For sure. Yeah, I think so. Three-pointers. The four-point line's coming. <laughs> See you later, 100-point game. Uh, I, I, Vooch and Williams were impressive. They were carving up the Nets. Uh, you know, the Nets coming in with their win streak, maybe not playing D all that hard. I think that was uh, the problem in the first half. 69 points for uh, the Bulls in, in the first half. Getting to the rim. If there is a problem with this Nets team, it is the interior defense, and I think that kind of showed through. Included in that is the rebounding Bulls just just getting on the glass. Claxon did pick it up in the second half, and mm-hmm. if they're going to do it in the playoffs, they're going to need Durant to play larger than life. Uh, there's a there's a Backstreet Boys reference. Um, <laughs> I didn't didn't mean to do that, but it happened anyway. Uh, so you know they came in a little lackadaisical. 69 for the Bulls in the first half. Their stars, though, got 69 points. Durant and Irving, 69 combined. And then the rest of the team uh, not doing a lot outside of Seth Curry, who is balling, yeah, uh, who is feeling really good. But the Bulls have been playing better, and uh, maybe this is good for them in terms of the trade market for Vooch. It's a great game. Great game for Vooch. Show it <laughs> off. Show it off, Show baby. Show that hook shot inside. Yeah, yeah we'll get to it. it a little bit later. We're going to have a trade rumors episode a little bit later today. Vooch is going to play a part. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, we got a whole second podcast coming uh, later this afternoon, but let's keep going with the games last night. Let's go from the Bulls to the Raptors. Uh, really, really strange game on ESPN. Uh, nationally televised game. Between... They're never going to give us a game again. <laughs> I know, I know. The Raptors, we won't see them for a decade on uh, ESPN. <laughs> but Giannis had a season-high 21 rebounds. He had a lot of turnovers, too. But the Bucks held on somehow in overtime to beat the Raps. I want to read you a couple lines from the Athletics' Eric Kareen this mm. morning about this game. First one from Eric. The first line of this article. What in the ever-loving heck was that? Uh, how can a team I'm continuing to quote Eric here how can a team score 12 points in an entire quarter he's talking about the Raptors and then 20 in the final two minutes of regulation to force overtime that's what happened in this damn game and how can a team hold its opponents to 39.8% from the field take 28 more field goals than its opponents and still lose and the answer is the Raptors, baby. Uh, yeah, really, really odd game. Gross to start. I mean, not that the Bucks were lighting it up there in the first quarter. Either the Raptors were in the game, for crying out loud. And then uh, Milwaukee pulled away, and it looked like it was over. I'm sure so many people turned off this game. The Raptors were down, like, 14 points with, like, 70 seconds or something to go. Like, it's, like, insane that they even got it to overtime. Uh, and gave themselves a chance, but uh, in the end, Giannis made one hell of a play where the Raptors threw everybody at him. (laughs) I mean, probably too many guys. I don't know why Fred left the corner to come over to the other side, but anyway, he does, and Giannis just uh, fires an incredible falling down laser to um, Mm. Allen in the corner there who hit down the, uh, the shot that ultimately won it for them, but weird game. Weird, weird game. And, uh, 
Yeah, it, I mean, it's good things to take away, I guess, if you're a Raptors fan, that they, they put up some fight, they showed some heart, got it to overtime, but then a lot of issues where they can't shoot, <laughs> they oh, are yeah. still too There's small, that. and you're playing against the Bucks, so you're, a lot of teams are too small, but they definitely are, and uh, no contributions whatsoever from their bench for the second straight game. Seven points off the bench. So Yeah, weird one all weird around. One. And you called him Allen. That also weirded me out. Grayson Allen. He's a yeah. two-name he's guy. He's a two-name yes. guy. You're he's right. like, who? He's I not Ray. That, who well, he looked like Ray team? there, I guess. Yeah, yeah. he did. Uh, no, nah, I don't want to talk about this game. Zero, zero shot making. That was the problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Big problem against the Bucks. That to be Bucks. the problem. Yeah, you got to hit some shots. Oh. It's sad. It's sad. <laughs> against, against a Bucks team that is shorthanded themselves. Yeah, uh, there was no Drew. There's no Middleton. Yeah. There's no Ingles. There's, yeah. You got to win that. Got to win that. Yeah, again, I can't believe they tied it up. It's it's like go watch the comeback, the wild comeback. Um, you know, Scotty Barnes was like it, you wouldn't even know he was playing for like three quarters of that game, and then went nuts at the end and started attacking, scoring over Brook Lopez. But you know, it was too little, too late. Van Vliet sort of gave it his all. I thought he was really scrappy last night. He missed a couple big shots uh, at the end there. It's a it's a demoralizing loss. You know, it just illustrated again the no shooting and and uh, you know no size and no bench. Yeah. I mean, we're gonna talk a lot about the Bulls and the Raptors on this second podcast later today about the idea of like you know blow it up type trades, like rebuild type trades, and also maybe retool trades to like sort of inject uh, you know some new players into these rosters if you want to still believe you can sort of make a run. But I think that'll come up. More on that podcast. <laughs> let's, let's save it till then. Yeah, I hate saying that you can just watch the last two minutes of a basketball game mm-hmm. because the other 46 minutes do matter a lot of the time. But last night, a lot of the games, it didn't really matter. It just came down to the last <laughs> couple minutes in, in a lot of these games. And, Scotty, maybe there's got to be some sort of device, some sort of technique to make him think his back is against the wall at the beginning of the game because he comes alive. He does this a lot. At, right. at certain points, He's he just kind of floats. It's not a good year, too. Not a good year, too, for Scotty. Uh, Giannis had 12 turnovers in this game, which is uh, a hell of a lot. He, he filled up the rest of the box score. But since the NBA began tracking turnovers in 77-78, only three players have committed more turnovers in a single game. That's a lot of turnovers. It's a lot of turnovers. <laughs> a lot. I believe Harden's done 12 before. Yeah, he had a playoff game with 12, didn't he? Yeah, oh. but your leaders in most turnovers in a game of all time. You want to take a... I would put Westbrook... He's not. No? He's not. Hmm. This is tough. Special special night for this one individual? No. (laughs) Special Uh, turnover night? I mean, okay. Current players? No. No. One guy you've probably never even heard of. Uh, He's the the leader with another guy who's a Hall of Famer, John Drew, (laughs) in 78. (laughs) So basically when they started tracking these, he's like, he got 14 in the game. Not a Barry bro. Not John and Drew. Hall of Fame point guard, though. Um Hall of Fame uh, part. Uh, Coos? Uh, no, no. Um, <laughs> what else can I give you? What? Bob Coos. Bob Coos. Oh, not uh, Kyle. No, no, no. More, more our contemporary. Um, Mark Jackson. No. He's no, steady. No. He's very uh, he's steady. Got, he's he got, got a championship. Lot, he, he's got a championship. Yep, yep, yep. Got a championship in the um, last uh, uh, 12 years. something. Like Rondo? That. Tony no. Parker? No, 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 no. Uh, triple double guy before you know he's like sort of Westbrook Jason before Westbrook. Kidd? Yeah, Jason okay. Kidd. There you okay, go. Okay, yeah, nice. Kid had fourteen in a two thousand game, and then uh, so this this record harder to break. No, this will be broken. Yeah, <laughs> if Giannis had twelve, I mean, yeah. somebody, somebody, <gasps> that's will, exciting. Somebody yeah, will do it. it's almost shocking it hasn't. You're right. Like that, John yeah. Drew and Jason Kidd have the record still. Fourteen. It's a little weird. Right. Top three records to be broken. Hundred points. The win streak, 33-game win streak, or this one. Okay. That's a short. You're making a YouTube That's good, yeah. Uh, Final one. You'll never, ever in a million years guess it. He's a Hall of Famer, too. He's a shooter. He's got a a military haircut. Chris Mullen? (laughs) Chris Mullen. You're like, you would never pick Mullen. He's got a military Military Mullen. Yeah, 13 uh, in 88. Anyway, okay. anyway, let's keep it going because we'll talk a lot more about the Bulls uh, and the Raptors on our second podcast later today. Okay, Tess, to you. Uh... You had the assignment of the Cavs-Suns game, which was sort of like it, similar to that ugly Bucks raptors start, at least, the low-scoring affair. Yeah, 29 points combined in the first quarter, so I was watching the jerseys. I was watching the Cavs jerseys. Their third jersey, the City Edition jerseys, not getting enough love. It's a nice white, 
which is hard to do. Nice and white don't often go together in terms of basketball jerseys, but they've accomplished that. Trey yeah. mentioned it as soon as they came out. We make our videos about the City Edition jerseys. White with a prominent gold, and then the sneaky light blue. Oh, yeah, there. that little baby blue, baby. Just a little tiny. Piece. The land. Uh, you, you know <laughs> no, the, they're nice. You know the marketers are high-fiving each other. When you can sneak in baby blue into a jersey, right? Baby blue is the color. And now it's all over the floor, too, the matching City yeah, Edition floor. Yeah, yeah. It looks good. So while these two teams were combining for 29 points, that's all I was looking at, just aesthetics. <laughs> this is awful. Uh, uh, Donovan Mitchell coming off 71. The Cavs were having a bit of a letdown. They they said that th- they could have an emotional letdown coming into this game. It happened. Suns led most of the way mm-hmm. on the road in their very nice City Edition jerseys, by the way, their blues. And uh, the Cavs were down midway through the fourth quarter. And it, it, really, it was a remake of an Eastern Conference playoff game from the 90s. Nobody scoring. Mm-hmm. And a second-year player came through. Scotty Barnes has not been coming through for the Raps. Evan Mobley has not been receiving a lot of love outside of Cleveland, I would say. And Donovan Mitchell had all the attention on him. Four seconds left. Evan Mobley could have just hung out, but he relocated to the free throw line, received the pass, was one of seven, I believe, to that point of the game, received the pass, buried it for the game winner as Mitchell led the comeback to tie it up at that point. And then there you go, Mobley. Finishing the job, but the Cavs, if they want to be taken as a legitimate playoff contender, they got to cut out this comeback stuff. They do it all the time. <laughs> they go down big, yeah. and it's not going to work in the postseason. That's right. it's a problem. They they love doing it. They just love doing it. They are so freaking good at home. They're now eighteen and four, which is. I think goes hand in hand. I mentioned the comebacks with playing at home because I think they just, they are a little comfortable and then they figured out, obviously Darius Garland's not there and that would help. But this team is built for the playoffs. We're talking about the Bucks. We talk about all these good Eastern Conference teams. They've got the superstar that can pull it out at any time. They've got the bigs that can play defense. Uh, and, and they've got a, just a scrappy bunch and a real deep bunch. So you could see the playoff wins coming, but these, these big leads have got to stop. Anyway, Evan Mobley again. I think it's different than Scotty Barnes uh, because Scotty Barnes' usage has gone up. He's had the ball more in his hands, so you expect him to get better. Evan Mobley has been basically steady, although he's become more efficient. His numbers are, are down a little bit, just basically points per game are down a little bit. But his usage has gone down, and uh, I think he's having a fine season. Yeah. And he'll he'll break out at some point, but as soon as Donovan gives him the ball, he knows what to do with it. That uh, was a nice pass yeah, to him. Nice. I mean, you, think, you sort of think Mitchell's going to take that shot and mm-hmm. has earned the right, no doubt, to take that shot, but finds Mobley wide open at the at the free throw line and he splashed it. Uh, the Suns, too, man. Ooh, they are reeling right now. Like you said, they led most of this game mm-hmm. uh, and probably should have got the victory. Um, Mikhail Bridges has picked the worst time ever to go ice cold in terms of shooting the ball with Booker being out and this team needing some wins. Over his last eight games, Bridges is averaging 12 points per game, shooting 37%. Six of those eight games under 40% shooting in those games. And last night it was like a three for 15 affair. So. And they drew up the potential yeah. tying game yeah. shot for him. him. He hit it off left. He yeah. went left. And uh, yeah, you're right. Bad uh, timing. Bad, bad they, You can see, though, closer on one end, no Booker on the other. Yeah. That's obviously killing them because they're not playing terrible, but they just can't score without Booker. He's... He's just so important. Hunter and Collins star as the Hawks beat the Kings. 121-17. I mean, that's an, another entertaining finish. Tess is right. All these crazy yeah, finishes this was last a, night. A fun one, and the Hawks needed this win. They'd lost four straight coming in, five of their last six. The last time out, they blew a huge lead to the Warriors. Couldn't close it out in the fourth quarter or overtime, and it honestly almost happened again because the Kings really surged back in this one late in the fourth quarter. Turned a seven-point Hawks lead into a four-point Sacramento lead with just a couple of minutes left. So Atlanta's down four, about a minute left, and they just started hunting mismatches. First, it was Trey Young running a pick and roll, got the rookie Keegan Murray on him, blew right by him for a floater and one. On the next play, it was DeJounte Murray off an inbounds play. Pretty smooth play uh, by Nate McMillan. I think it was DeAndre Hunter kind of cuts to the corner, and then Murray as the inbounder just cuts straight to the hoop. A little bit of a gift foul, to be quite honest, on the Sabonis there. But uh, Murray makes both free throws. Next time down the court for the Kings, DeJounte Murray just ripped De'Aaron Fox. Took it the other way. Bucket to ice things. And then weird stuff um, from the Kings. They're down three at this point. 
And they went for a kind of quick two, mm-hmm. but not really at all. Like, they took way too much time to get into the action for De'Aaron Fox to take a little jumper. And then he missed. Sabonis grabs the ball. They probably got four seconds left. He puts it back up. Neither of them made it, but... Nice little showcase, I thought, for John Collins and DeAndre Hunter. 22 each for these guys. My guess is that both or either would be gettable if somebody's interested. And they both played pretty well last night. So the Hawks absolutely needed a win if they would have blown this one again. (laughs) Even worse times uh, down here in Atlanta. But they held on to it. Any thoughts on the Hawks pulling this out? Not a lot, to be honest. No, they pulled it out. That's that's about it. It I hate to say it, but the end of games with the Kings are super entertaining. Uh, they 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 scrap. They they make mistakes in the fourth quarter. There's no doubt about it. But Fox has been pretty clutch for a majority of the season. He was he made some <laughs> errors, yeah. and there was some it nice was, play from the Hawks yeah, there in this one. Kind of it was bad. I got a I got a hot take for you. Okay. The New York Knicks are the Sacramento Kings of the East. Huh? Record wise, pretty similar. Where they are in the standings, pretty similar. We debated on yesterday's show, how many Kings All-Stars are there going to be this year? Is it going to be Sabonis and Fox? You wish two guys. Same thing happening with the Knicks, Tass. No, there's no Is way. Is it going to be Randall and Brunson? Is no it just going to be one of them? Um, tortured fan bases. I can keep going. Light the beam with the Kings. Bing bong with the Knicks. All right. There's some similarities, but <laughs> the Knicks got the win last night. They pulled it out in the end. 117-114. <laughs> Ooh, they both scored 117 Light points last bang. night. <laughs> Kings in a loss, Knicks in a win. Uh, Brunson, though. Career best, 38. But it's not. Mm-hmm. I hate this. All right? Temper Boy's about to show up. Okay. Why do we do this? Why? I get it. It's a regular season high, 38 for Brunson. That beat his previous regular season high. But that's not his career best. <coughs> In a basketball game. Yeah, it was in the playoffs. He scored 41 last year in game two against the Jazz. I don't get that. What's Just tells the... you it's a different game in the playoffs, Skeets. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah, but isn't then that even more impressive yes. that he did it in the playoffs? <laughs> yes, it is. It's his career best is 41. It's not 38. His career high. I mean, in the regular season, yes. But anyway, he was awesome. Uh, just uh, continuing to be that rock for them. Seven boards, six assists, too. He made the go-ahead basket with like three minutes to go. Then he hit a couple jumpers. I mean, it was, uh, you had Clyde on the call just saying like, just he was literally calling for ISO. Because he was like pointing out the Knicks at times like kept driving into traffic and making life more difficult. And they're like, get a matchup you like and then cook them. And like that's. Go score. Yeah. And that's what Brunson did a lot of times. Uh, again, splashing those couple jumpers late. But in the end, Spurs still had chances to tie this game. Uh, they, they showed off, you know, how young they are, mm-hmm. I guess is one way to put it. In their final two possessions with opportunities to tie. Jeremy Sohan, he just failed to inbound the ball. Now, I don't even think it was all on him. No. Nobody no was, was open. open. No one was open and nobody moved yeah. for maybe the first three seconds. Yes. Okay. Okay. So that was a, a violation. Okay. Five seconds. Did they have a timeout? I think they did, too. Yeah, they did. Because I'm yeah. pretty sure Pop at one point was like a last yeah. second ditch uh, effort to try and call it. But yeah, it was a... He had five seconds, for oh, sure. Oh, no, that was full five. Yeah, no full doubt. Five, full 1000s. five, 1,000s. And then Fournier, uh, he split a pair, so they left the door open a little bit. They're down three, the Spurs are. And uh, your guy, Quentin Grimes, played good defense on Kelton Johnson. Thank it, you. But it was not a great final possession, and <laughs> it was like, you could have done better. So, yeah, they had a chance to tie it up a couple times, but the Knicks pulled it out. And... Uh, they are the kings of the East. Nice. Light, <laughs> light, light the bing bong. Yeah, light the bing bong is what they should do. Light the bing? Uh, doesn't sound great, but... No, you can light a bong. That's oh, <laughs> a good point. That's a good point. Bing beam. Uh, but yeah, bro, you know, like you were scoffing at my oh, I wasn't uh, scoffing. possibility of like... Brunson is like... He has oh, played both. at an all-star level. I don't think they're both going to make it. Oh. Like, don't get me wrong. But Randall has played really, really well. Yeah, and oh, Brunson is more important, I believe, as a player. So uh, I think there's cases to be made for both of them. Again, I don't think they're ultimately there unless there's a lot of injuries. But what do you think? I'll make a case for you. Okay. Jalen Brunson should start the All-Star game. I can't believe I just said it. But if Knicks fans had any self-respect, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they would vote in their first point guard that they've had in 20 years into the All-Star game. There's a spot there for the second guard. We've talked about it a lot of times. Sure. I've heard New York is a big city. Yeah. I've heard the Knicks have a huge fan base. Absolutely. Get your votes in. 
Get out to the ballot box. He's an all-star caliber player. He deserves. Yeah, yeah. He's a deserving all-star if he makes it. And if the Knicks fans could band together, mm-hmm. they could get him to at least be the number two vote getter. I do believe Ooh, amongst man. the Eastern Conference Ooh. all-star guards. Then you got to get some gifts from the from uh, the coaches and the players. Yeah, uh, be tough. but okay. He should at least finish top three, I think, in Eastern Conference All-Star Guard voting. And if he doesn't, that's a disappointment and an indictment on all Knicks fans out there. <laughs> I like this take. Yeah. Nice. You're right. Yeah, yeah. and the marketing team's got to get behind it because they can influence the players, too, by saying, this guy is our All-Star over Julius Randle. <laughs> because that would that would help. That would help also in the even if he doesn't become a starter, then the coaches can vote him in. Anyways, mm-hmm. there is a spot. You're right. Besides Donovan Mitchell, I think yeah, the I second think guard uh, spot it's is Jalen Brown. It's Kyrie. Kyrie's going to get a million true. votes. Oh yeah, true. yeah. And uh, Halliburton, you know, is, has played really, really well too. Trey Young is but, alive. Yeah, Brunson, yep, man. Yep. He uh, he was awesome in this a regular season career high of uh, 38 and big baskets down the stretch. All right, final game in in this block because we've got like a we're not even halfway through. Whoa. But Joel Embiid didn't play, and the 76ers still. Beat the Pacers 121, 126 in over, 129, 126 in overtime pass. Yeah, and beat Sorefoot, and he had a bad back recently as well that he was playing through. And I thought, what about that contract he signed way back <laughs> when? That there was a clause basically if the Philadelphia 76ers deemed his back or foot was the injury that was holding them out uh, that they would receive money back that they wouldn't all his money wouldn't be guaranteed this is the final year of Embiid's contract so we can say goodbye to that contract that he signed in 27 where the Sixers protect themselves from foot and back injuries those two specific things mm. uh, he missed two seasons with foot injuries way back when and, and it was a, a contract signed by Brian Colangelo and I just like saying Brian Colangelo's name <laughs> it's, been this, a while, yeah. it's been a while and this is you know, the final year of the contract so Come back, BC, or else we may not be saying your name for a while. Anyway, uh, Embiid obviously has played through that. Extension has been signed. He is all good going forward. Uh, but the Sixers, uh, not all good going forward, or in this game, I should say, without their fourth quarter closer because they gave up a lead. They just needed him to finish the job. They're up 11 mid- midway through the fourth. Pacers going to run to take the lead up four, a minute left, and... Yeah, you just had to tune into the final few minutes of games last night. This, this was damn entertaining. Sixers were falling apart, really. Yeah. Uh, Maxi missed a three in the corner. So it looked like it could be done because Pacers are up four. But then the Pacers are at midcourt, and they're kind of handing the ball off to each other, and Maxi sees an opportunity to steal that thing. Yeah, he's like, I'll take that. <laughs> yeah, he jumped a gap. Boom. Uh, steal, score, two-point game. Then uh, bad possession by Halliburton on the other end. Rare bad possession by Halliburton. Sixers get running, Maxi misses, Harris put back, tied, we're going to OT, and then uh, a very fun ending in uh, the end of overtime as well, because Harden at the line up one, 28 seconds left, he could stretch the lead to three, misses both though, so the Pacers looking for the go-ahead bucket at the other end, and Harden makes a huge play, that is so perfect, Harden, because he kind of falls asleep guarding Ben Matherin in the corner, you know, the classic falling asleep while you watch the ball, your guy back cuts, and Matherin got the ball underneath, but Harden recovered just in time. Perfect Harden. Block by Harden mm-hmm. underneath the hoop. You don't see that very often. And the Sixers win, and the Sixers have won 11 straight games at home. And they say to everybody out there, we're not done. We're not done. Only two and a half games back out of the one seed. Wow. wow one wow, through wow. One through five in the Eastern Conference. Boston, Milwaukee, Nets, Cavs, Sixers separated by only 2.5 games. I know Trey and I deemed uh, the Sixers would be the best team in the Eastern Conference. We deemed the same thing about the Nuggets in the West. Didn't seem like it was going to happen for the Nuggets. They have turned it on. The mm-hmm. Sixers also turning it on. We could be right, Trey. <laughs> we got, very smart. Very smart guys. We, we got a chance. We'll see what happens here. Well, then that's going to help in Beat's case to win MVP because you keep saying it's going to come from a number one seed. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The old runner-up two years in a row <laughs> yeah. uh, for Joel Embiid. Nice. That's a nice storyline right there. And the minivan, Tass, your guy. Oh, Georgie Niang, what was he doing? Oh, like three or four from deep. You know, yeah. through again. And you also had uh, DeAnthony Melton, who's, uh, I mean, remember he started the season so poorly for them. Everyone was like, oh, wow. Remember, this was supposed to be a huge move by Maury. And everyone's like, well, he hasn't done crap. He recently, last couple weeks, a lot of those uh, wins at home, he's, yep. been a, he's been solid. 
you know, maybe got it going when Maxi was out and there was more opportunity there, but he's back now. But he hit five threes, Melton did too. And and they need that that shooting. I mean, Embiid's not there, so it's a different team last night, a different structure, but you need some gunners around your big guy inside. Need people who are going to shoot it too, because yep. P.J. Tucker will shoot a decent percentage, but he's going to take maybe two a game. Yep. So another guy like Melton who's just willing to let it fly has been great uh, for the Sixers, basically since they moved him into the starting lineup because of injury stuff, and he ain't coming out uh, at this point because he gives you so much effort, and he gives you a little bit of juice from uh, the three-point line as well. Yeah, uh, Hit a big three at the end there in overtime, and Trez did come in to, to support Joel Embiid's yep. absence. Eight of nine. A great, perfect Trez game. Absolutely. All right. We're halfway through last night's action. We'll take a break when we come back. The other six games from the NBA. Don't go anywhere. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms or restrictions apply. All right, still here in the Classic Factory. If you're joining us live on YouTube, hit the like button. See a lot more people in here watching than there are thumbs up. Math ain't right. Doesn't add up. Something's off. Some people jumped in, though, thankfully, because we were at 666 watchers for a while. 666. Uh, ooh, yeah. Yeah. I don't like that. I like it. It's evil. Yeah, me too. All right. Uh, okay, so now, we're, now we have too many people watching live, so we need 10 people to... Uh, just go. Just leave. Okay. Uh, six other games. Who? Mark of the Beast. Uh, to uh, to address from last night. Trey, get us started because we had Anthony Edwards scoring 32. The Wolves win another one in a close game against the Blazers, 113-106. A devilishly good ah. performance by Anthony Edwards. He's on a heater here like he's in hell himself. <laughs> and he had the Blazers in hell wow. last night. 32 points, 13 in the fourth quarter. He's been in takeover mode in this game against Denver as well. Also had a non-smooth assist to Rudy Gobert underneath the basket late to ice the win. In the last 10 games, Anthony Edwards, 29 points per game, 7 rebounds, 5 assists, 48% from the field. Ooh. He's stepping up yep. with Carl Anthony Towns uh, on the shelf right now. Unfortunately, Timberwolves only 4-6, and six, but the good news for them, the teams ahead of them are not playing well either. The Blazers have lost 4 of 6. Yeah. Suns have lost 7 of 8. Jazz have lost 5 straight. The Warriors, they are balling, but they're going to get out of the play, and I do believe Timberwolves right now. Up and down season, but they're a half came back of the 10th seed, heading into the second half of the season. They don't want to be where they were at last year, but it's honestly not so bad that they're at where they were last year, considering the way things have gone with injuries, with having to figure out new geometry, with having to figure out a whole bunch of different role players. It's been a weird season, no doubt, uh, for Minnesota, but this little stretch with Carl Anthony Towns out has at least gotten Anthony Edwards on track. We'll see if they're able to keep that going whenever Towns does come back. But they're treading water, at least right now. And as the teams ahead of them are sinking, maybe Minnesota has a chance here to celebrate another play-in game victory. We shall see. The spacing is what it's all about. Looks nice right now with Anthony Edwards just going wherever he wants, patrolling that lane uh, because there's only one big What's going to happen soon? Ish. And when's Carl Anthony Towns coming back? I don't know what the update is on him. Yeah, and his return. I guess it's still, still a it's little bit. weeks away. Yeah, yeah. weeks uh, away. It looks different. It looks very different right now. So do you think Carl Anthony Towns is going to be traded in the offseason? Offseason? <laughs> yeah, because he can't be traded this year. I mean, Because of his extension? I think so. Yeah. Mm. I, right? Like it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. Why, why wouldn't you trade old Rudy? 
Who's, who? You're going to get who? a lot less for Rudy. Yeah. Yeah, there's no doubt. Yeah, like you'd get a, a hell of a return. I, yes. I would still think for a player like Carlin Towns, oh, even yeah. though he has his faults. But uh, yeah. Just, uh, just let Anth be the. Yeah, I mean, I'm just. I guess that's what I'm saying. Like, are you starting to see enough here to go? Okay, let's just let's just decide this is Anthony Edwards' team and let's build around him and let's get a haul back and whatever we get in return for Carl Anthony Towns this summer. Look, that's a long way away. It's up to Carl. It's up to Carl if he comes back and performs. Okay. If he doesn't, then I can see what you're saying. Okay, yeah, fair enough. But it's interesting. Rudy, how is he going to hold up over 30? Is he still going to be able to track guys from the three-point line? Because they're going to depend a lot on him. Mm-hmm. He's... Yeah, that trade. Uh, that's okay. all. That's all I got. Good to. win. They needed these wins. Yes. Uh, and like Trey said, you know, a couple teams ahead of them struggling. Um, and so they they need all those like one games you can make up in one night where like exactly, you win and the yeah. team above you loses. That's good. And uh, Anthony Edwards is on one right now. Let's keep going. John Morant and the Grizzlies overpower the Hornets for their fourth straight win. Here's all anyone is talking about from this <laughs> game because it was a blowout and Grizzlies destroyed the Hornets. John Morant wasting 27, 28 seconds on the game clock. And we're going to show it to you here on YouTube. To set the scene for the audio listener, Grizzlies up about 30 with four minutes left in the third quarter. An inbounds pass slowly rolled in. It actually comes to a complete stop inside the key at the Grizzlies' end. So John Morant just lets it sit there. Stands over the ball. The Hornets, (laughs) for 25 seconds, stayed back until finally Terry Rozier... Went and, like, pressed him enough to pick up the ball. So good. But this had, like, people, like, suddenly changing the rule book and stuff (laughs) last night. And people saying it was disrespectful and going nuts over this. Like, John Morant taking the walk the dog. We've seen Chris Paul do it for a decade plus. Uh, You know, Marcus Smart does it from time to time. Other guys do it. This was another level. But this is another level where the shot clock, it just doesn't start until a player touches the ball. So and the if, eight count—that's even more important. And the eight count, of course. So, I mean, hypothetically, if a Hornets player does not come and force John Moran to pick up the ball, the entire quarter could run out. They should have just let it run. <laughs> the Hornets, <should've. laughs> yeah. What's the point? It's a thirty-point <laughs> yeah. game. Yeah, you're down thirty. Running clock. I loved it. Oh, I mean, it's, it was <laughs> very, very funny. It's wild to see. I can't ever. I, th- I know they were talking about it on the broadcast. I can't ever remember seeing it to that extent where. No. 20 plus seconds of like he is just standing he's just like I'm just gonna wait until you come we're up huge we're trying to kill time this is the whole point for us being up this big the Hornets why are they waiting back there like <laughs> gotta get set up on defense I mean it makes it feel like they must have just been like well he's gonna pick it up eventually yeah. come on, come on. <laughs> just play. bring it let's up let's go but That's so good nearly half a minute too. as you said yeah almost a half a minute you don't see it so do you think they should change the rule and start, like, the eight-second clock, even if you don't touch it, or just, like, no need to? And just, like, bring a player up if you want to, like, get the guy to bring it up. Like I don't know. I don't see the need to change the rule. No. No. I don't either. I think uh, this is hilarious. It forces the defense to, like, well, go play defense then. Yeah, that's the thing. It's great watching uh, the Hornets bench, too, because one coach is, like, Okay, gives him the signal. Yeah, yeah. This come to this side of the floor, and uh, and a player says to the referee, "Is that what? It, call him on something. Call him what? <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm wasting time. Standing. Yeah, so good. An unsportsmanlike uh, foul call, I guess, <laughs> if you were really uh, egregious with it. Uh, you, you you love this? I assume. I don't you know? think I love it. Well, but do you think we need a rule change to make no. sure this never happens again? No, because it happens like once. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't think we need to combat this rule. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the Hornets need to play basketball. Like that's. More than anything, that's embarrassing for the Hornets, I think, yeah. rather than a problem with the league. It just shows you the Hornets are checked out of this season, kind of understandably so. But I will say, LaMelo Ball threw a hell of a pass last <laughs> night. It was very cool. He wrapped around looking like Dr. J with his famous layup, but it was an assist to the top uh, for McDaniels. That was cool. Also a very weird assist. I think it was Steven Adams, like, chucked the ball way up ahead to Santi Aldama, who threw an alley-oop to John ja Morant. But John Morant was, like, coming from the right wing and he caught the ball, like, 15 feet out and sh- just shot an alley-ooped floater jumper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a couple of weird assists. It was just a weird game. 
They should have called it halftime, I guess. Yeah. 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 Uh, do you think we could see those assists in Volume 4 of Gift Wrapped? Now, that one belongs in there, no okay. doubt about it. All right. Yeah. We'll get it in the dock and uh, add it to the mix. Thanks, man. My birthday's coming soon. Oh, yeah. You're Wrap right it around. up. Oh, yeah. You're right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right around the corner. All right. You're like a month away. <laughs> this, guy, this guy it's, loves his birthday. It's the birthday season, you know? <laughs> it's, like, uh, it's like the trade deadline season, you know? Trade deadline's not uh, until February as well, but we're talking trades all the time right now. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Right. Yeah, we'll yeah, be that's... talking about them on our second podcast <laughs> coming up in mere hours. Uh, all right. Let's keep it going. Tass, Sadiq Bey beats the buzzer with a three. As the Pistons beat the Warriors 122-119. Another very entertaining ending. Yes, going from that bad, bad ending, which wasn't much of an ending there with the uh, the Grizzlies and the Hornets, to a wild one yeah. here. And it looked bad for the Pistons because Clay Thompson hit a three to tie the game with one second left. What a play call on that. That uh, was a cool play. That was a by cool the play. We got a short coming with cool play calls by coaches because <laughs> that was this guy, this guy thinks in YouTube shorts. No, I, we got to stop doing it. It's just annoying now. We're talking about records not to you be broken. Are. Oh yeah, yeah. But we all are, aren't we? Oh, we all are, man. Yeah. So the, oh, I'm yeah. now thinking about making a YouTube short of you thinking about making YouTube shorts. That's a good one. That's a good one. I'll take that. I will. I will. We'll scrub every show since the beginning of our season here to note when anyone talked about a short and we'll put it in a short wow <laughs> anyway uh so uh, <laughs> it was a pretty cool play call uh, to see anthony lamb sprinting towards the opposite sideline play cleared as he sprints to the opposite sideline ball inbounded way over to him Clay comes off a screen, give him the ball, tie game. Yeah. All right, so things looking bad for the Pistons. One second's left. And it also looked bad for this play call. I wouldn't I wouldn't <laughs> include this in the short. Uh, Dwayne Casey's play call of Boyan Bogdanovich going to the corner. It looked like the ball was supposed to go to him, and it was. Sadiq Bey was supposed to set the screen for Boyan Bogdanovich. He said, screw it, and it doesn't look good. I want the ball. <laughs> he comes to the top of the arc, grabs it within one second, rotates 360 degrees, Drops a three ball in for the game winner. He called his own number, essentially. And on some teams, the guy who's supposed to get the ball could be pissed off uh, at Sadiq Bey. Not on this team. Boyan was uh, very happy for him after the game. Sadiq Bey has had an odd season. Yeah. This is uh, year three for him. When we talk about the Pistons, it's all Cade. It's all Ivy. It's even Isaiah Stewart. Or Duran. There's so many guys that get named before Sadiq Bey. He's been in and out of the starting lineup as, as they've looked for an answer. And we talked about even guys who are sort of surprising, had surprising 50-point games a little earlier this season. Sadiq Bey had one. Or earlier this week, I should say. Sadiq Bey had one last year. Mm-hmm. He also hit a game winner almost a year to the day. New Year's Day 2022 uh, against the Spurs. <laughs> which was right before Trey Kirby's birthday. Uh, and, <laughs> oh, the 2022 birthday season. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Every so, day is either right before Trey Kirby's birthday <laughs> or after Trey Kirby's birthday. It just depends how close. <laughs> uh, yeah, So wild for him. Uh, he's uh, I, I like him. He's had a bad year shooting the ball, um, but he's got a Kobe mentality. He's got a Kobe Mamba tattoo on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. He's got the green streak in his hair because he's a villain like the Joker. And if you're not reading uh, James Edwards on The Athletic, you should be, because he's the best at covering the Detroit Pistons. So I, I, I took those two tidbits from him from today. Good write-up on Bay has had a bad season, but yeah. I think he's a player. We talked about you know the up-and-coming teams, the Rockets, the Thunder, the Magic, and the Pistons. Debated that yesterday, and uh, the Pistons have their star, and I think Sadiq Bay could be a, and should be a, a supporting member uh, of that cast. On the other side, Warriors 5-1 and one on this homestand now without Curry. Two more games at home without Curry, and then they hope to have him back right after that when they start their six-game trip next Friday Mm. in San Antonio. They've only got two games till then. So things looking up for the Warriors and a nice moment there for the Pistons. And Clay's still hot. I mean, uh, could have been the hero if they go to overtime and pull out the victory Mm -hmm. there, but another uh, awesome game from him uh, with no Curry. Trey, we had Schroeder propelling the Lakers past the Heat. 112-109, no LeBron, no AD. No Lonnie Walker the fourth. No Lonnie. Yep. Um, but they got it done in the end and, and get this victory here. National TV game. 
premium opponent in the Miami Heat. The Lakers started Dennis Schroeder, Austin Reeves, Thomas Bryant, Juan Toscano Anderson, and Patrick Beverly. And they beat a full-strength Heat team. What's better than this? (laughs) (laughs) Guys being dudes, 32 for Schroeder, 14 in the fourth quarter. Kind of an Isaiah Thomas moment, spraining his ankle, screaming, and then still putting the team on his back down the stretch. Nine for nine from the free throw line as well. He was instrumental in a big run that turned the game from the Heat point of view to the Lakers because the Heat kind of slacked in the first half, but they really turned it on, I thought, in the second half. It looked like they were going to pull out the win. Uh, But thanks to Dennis Schroeder and thanks to Thomas Bryant dunking everything in sight, Mm -hmm. great win uh, for the Lakers who have now won three straight games. They're only a game back from that 10th seed. Right now, they basically got to outplay Utah and Minnesota for the rest of the season. Only three and a half games back from the sixth seed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just saying. Just saying. They got a chance still. I think they're probably going to end up in the play-in tournament. But to get a win without LeBron and without AD, anytime that happens, it's good news for the Lakers. So I don't know if you're going to be relying on 32 from Schroeder, 21 from Westbrook to take you to these Ws, but... It happened last night, so really, really good win for the Lakers. And a bad loss, honestly, for the Heat. Yeah, yeah. They're on a road trip here, but no excuses for sure, especially with all their guys basically playing. The Lakers are 5-5 since Anthony Davis went out. Respectable. Uh, uh, We thought that they would fall off. They are absolutely not dead. And coming off a road trip, five-gamer, where they were 3-2, and two, very respectable. They could have been flat. First game home, oh, it feels like you're still on the road. The legs are dead. They played hard. All those dudes played hard. Dennis Schroeder, he was limping around yep. uh, midway through that fourth quarter, as you said, Trey. And uh, according to ESPN, Darvin Ham, head coach of the Lakers, said, I'm going to take you out. You're limping around. You're done. He said, no, I'm good. Actually, this is what Darvin Ham said, that Dennis Schroeder said to him. He said, I'm good. Actually, I'm not going to be good. I'm going to be great. <laughs> Come on. Is that what happened? I, I highly doubt that. I mean, was there was <laughs> apparently there was. That's what Darvin Ham said. I, know, I, know. I mean, there was a little gap. I, I think I, I dramatized it. Dramatized it uh, for for the audience here. But uh, <laughs> he was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, dude had 30 plus, and he's got a relationship uh, with Darvin Ham. I guess uh, being uh, a player for him when Ham was an assistant here in Atlanta and. Reading this in ESPN, I totally forgot. So there was that relationship, and Schroeder always said, I wanted to be his point guard when he became a head coach. Well, he is right now. They're mm-hmm. going to need him. It could help. He is a, a very solid player. Again, this team is really – Trey mentioned the standings there. It's been impressive. It's surprising. And it has been impressive without Anthony Davis. Schroeder is the uh, type of player in this league that – actually loves when the other star players on his team are out. Like, I think he's oh, like, yeah. oh, yeah, 100%. baby, green light, it's my time. And he can have games like this. He's done this uh, really his entire career, where especially uh, star players on his squad are maybe out and he has more opportunity. But he was a big reason why they won this one. And uh, they need all the victories they can get. With uh, AD out for the foreseeable future, I'm not even sure we have a timetable on when yeah. that guy's returning. And then LeBron missing that one. Uh, who had willed them to some other victories in close games where he was going for 47 and 43s and stuff like that. So, mm. good win. Well, Tass, you already sort of slipped this in there, talking about on yesterday's podcast, we had uh, we eventually put up a poll, but we were debating which rebuilding team is best set for a somewhat immediate turnaround. Like, who's got the blueprint? Uh, blueprint excuse me. Uh, looking good. That's what architects say, right? <laughs> good looking blueprint. Looking good. Yeah. Uh, build it. Well, two of those teams uh, in the in our eventual poll went at it last night. I'm talking about the Magic and Thunder and uh, your 2022-23 Rookie of the Year, Paolo Bancaro. He was awesome. 25 points, 8 boards, 7 assists. He dunked on SGA uh, somewhat late in the first quarter. And uh, they got the victory. They're missing a lot of guys because they're still doing this thing from that game against the Pistons, uh, the altercation between Killian Hayes and Mo Wagner and a bunch of Magic players leaving the bench, and they split them up over two games. So they're missing, like, no no Franz Wagner, no Mo Wagner again because uh, he was serving his second game from that suspension. Uh, no Admiral Schofield, no Kevon Harris. You know, they're missing players. But they took care of the Thunder who had SGA back. And a big part is was was Paolo. Like, he was... He's so damn good. And, you know, we're debating who's set up best. Well, SGA's the best player of the bunch and all that, but, man, I, I'm happy we're at least making a small case for the Magic being maybe set up here because they have this guy. They got the number one pick who, through 40 games, is a... I mean, he's... he's 
he's a star. Like he's, he's going star, to be yeah. a superstar. That's fair. Um, you know, like uh, if he doesn't get injured or anything like that. So I thought this was probably his second or third best game in a win for the Magic this season. Because I know he had that one against the Celtics where he had a ton of threes in a close win. I think he had six threes in that game. And then he flirted with a triple-double way back in October um, against the Hornets, I think it was. But this, in a win, this is one of his best games here. So good stuff here from the Magic. And again, we said, like, the Thunder, the Magic, the Pistons, and... Uh, Rockets. And the Rockets. Like, they all have some pieces here where you're like, okay, you know, they could... They could turn this around somewhat soon, with, especially with another draft pick and stuff like that. But Magic are they're looking good. You need a star though, and the, Ro- need a star. the Rockets are the one the Rock- I think yeah. are the fourth of the four. Yeah, uh, because SGA is an absolute star. You can say that Paolo Banchero is an absolute star, yeah. and Cade Cunningham, who could have been Rookie of the Year if he was healthy last year, is a star there uh, with the Pistons. But he's not on the floor. So uh, Banchero. And then you think the Rockets? You're not convinced it's Jalen Green not or Kevin Porter Jr. or um, Shangun. Shangun. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's Shangun. It could He's happen. The best player. Okay. It could happen, though. Uh, well, let's talk about the Rockets here quickly because uh, CJ McCollum led the shorthanded Pelicans past them. 119 108. No Zion was the big uh, story, really, because his first game missing from the injury. Yeah, and nobody on the Rockets was starring on this night. It was, was a bad <laughs> game. There's 12 games in the association. Some have to be down in the pecking order. <laughs> this is the last game the for us. One, huh? <laughs> yeah, I would say so. I, I, yeah. Orlando OKC beats this one. Uh, this one, yeah, down because It wasn't so like the final score up. wasn't even as close no, as it was. it was a 31-point lead. Yeah, yeah. This, this game was a, a blowout, as you mentioned, Zion out. I do think watching this game, CJ McCollum, to start the season was their point guard and, and everything for this team, and it didn't go extremely well with Zion and Ingram out, in and out of the lineup, but McCollum has turned it around, and maybe he can be the sort of the linchpin while Zion is out. Brandon Ingram's still out. We still don't have a return date. He could be the linchpin around the depth that this team yeah. still does have. And they won this game, and, and they blew out the Rockets, who are a bad team, because of their depth. Najee Marshall just cutting all over the place, 16-7, and seven, doing dirty work. Willie, Billy, Guillermo, Hernan Gomez. What is his first name? Nobody <laughs> knows. 14-7. Uh, and seven. and uh, Dyson Daniels just continuously plays hard whenever he gets put into the lineup by Willie Green. A nice steal at the end of the first quarter, just a spark plug to go along with Jose Alvarado. They just have tough, tough guys. But at the same time, Zion Williamson, according to ESPN Woj's report, could be out a lot longer than this three weeks. It could go into a second month uh, because of uh, the, the severity of the hamstring injury. And the tough sked starts now for the Pelicans. Okay, easy win. 30-point victory. I mean, it, it got to, uh, to to double digits. They're close to 10 points. But it, this was a big blowout victory over the Rockets. But now you got to play the Nets. Then you got to play the Mavericks. Wizards, Celtics, Pistons, Cavs. It's going to be a little bit more difficult for this team going forward. They do have the depth. It would help if Brandon Ingram comes back. Uh, But, uh, yeah, Zion's going to be out a while. If we want to talk trade deadline, all-star, he could be – that's six weeks away. It feels like he's not coming back until the trade deadline at the very least. But why would you bring him back a week before the all-star game? It's going to be – Give him more rest, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be into February. So this is going to be a tough task. But C.J. McCollum, I'm sure, is up for it. And uh, Brandon Ingram, if he's back, then you got two stars. you you got two legitimate stars with a lot of depth. Uh, From the Rockets side of things, I see uh, Roberto here in the stream team. What we got, Uh, Well, he's pointing out that the Rockets won the game after Steven Silas was uh, ejected. (laughs) And you had brought it up the other day, like – is Silas going to be coaching the Rockets much longer here? Um, Did I? Yeah, I thought you slipped in it. Oh, it was a Trey. I'm yeah, okay. okay, it was Trey. Uh, so, yeah. Roberto, it seems like, maybe agrees with you. Like, Lucas, they seem to play a little maybe better for him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who knows? Sometimes a coach gets ejected to get the team fired up, True. right? So maybe you give a little credit to Silas there, but they've lost 10 of their last 11. And, I mean, Eric Gordon gave the interview where he's like, what improvement? Yeah, you right, know? right. So, once the veterans start calling out what's happening with the team, maybe that puts a little bit of stink on the coach. Uh, but also, like, when you're one of the worst teams in the league, it's kind of pointless, I feel like, to fire your coach mid-season. Um, that being said, I don't feel like the Rockets are totally getting the best out of the personnel that they have out there. All of their guys are, like, 
three seasons in the league and under for the most part, except for Eric Gordon and Kevin Porter Jr., I guess has a little bit more experience, but it's tough to be a first-time coach for Steven Silas, especially when you're coaching all of these young guys. But, uh, you know, the Rockets aren't good. There's no, no doubt about it. But uh, but you want to see development. You want to see development. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. And they came back against the Pels' second unit. Yeah, that's that, that's yeah. what yeah. they did. Yes. Fake they, comeback, basically? Oh, it was a fake comeback. Yeah, yeah the Pels finished. They brought back in McCollum and Valanciunas, and it was over. Yeah, good point. All right, well, that's all 12 games. We did it. Let's hear what we missed, though. Any uh, hot takes? Any other takeaways from any of those 12 games? Let us know in the stream team. Let us know in the comments. Tweet them in at No Dunk Sync. We'll take our final break here, and when we come back, pick them results. And JD has Tweet of the Night, so you know it'll be about basketball. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Terms or restrictions apply. Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. All right, back with the boys here. Let's start wrapping up this pod. Pick'em results last night. Good call by you guys. Taking the Bulls, who had some points to play with. They were the dogs, plus five and a half. Straight up win. Snap that Nets 12-game win streak. Trey, perfect in the month, in the year, I should say, of 2023. Tas gets his first victory here in January, and we're tied because I'm one and two as well. Four games on tonight. Where are we going? That's right. Felt nostalgic looking at the schedule tonight. I yearn for the years of yesterday. And by years ago, I mean like three or four years ago. And there's four games on the schedule. It's perfect. Four games on the schedule. Two are a TNT doubleheader here on a Thursday. That's all you need, baby. And we are going with the second game of the TNT schedule. The Clippers versus the Denver Nuggets in Denver. So the Nuggets, you'd assume, would be favorites. But uh, juicy line. Say, hey, they are the one seed in the West. They deserve it. Five and a half point favorites at home. Trey believes they will cover. Winning by six or more. Skeets and I have the Clippers to lose by five or less. Or obviously, SU straight up. So, you said this is a TNT game tonight. I'm nine. They're, they're back. Yeah. Yeah. There's there no Thursday night football this week. Well, 18. this is the last yeah. week of the season. It must oh, not be. It must not be because they're doing the flex. They're doing the flex in the NFL. Flexing away, are they? Flexing. No Thursday. So Thursday Thursday night basketball. We own it again. Yeah, it's ours. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that's fun. So I assume we're going to have the entire crew back in Studio J. Shaq being thrown into, uh, well, not a Christmas tree. Oh, birthday tree. tree. (laughs) (laughs) It's possible. It's possible. All right, let's get to Tweet of the Night. Tweet of the night. Wow. Twitter. Oh, JD with Tweet of the Night. Yeah. What do you what do you got for us? Man? Well, you know, we've been talking a lot about basketball, <laughs> too so much, too much. <laughs> maybe let's let's move away from basketball for just a few minutes. Um you guys know how much I I love a bit, right? Yeah. I love a long running bit. Okay. I love a commitment to a bit. <laughs> so this is more of a Twitter account. Of the night, okay. Oh, wow. a, you know, uh, one of follow. my one of my recommendations. All you know, right. uh, this guy, Jay the Chew. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard or seen this. This guy, uh, Jay oh, the wow. Chew, at Jay the Chew. <laughs> oh, okay. So this guy. Uh, speaking of the mark of the beast, uh, today he does this bit where he photoshops <laughs> Paddington Bear <laughs> yeah. into. A movie, game, or TV show until he forgets. <laughs> okay, that's okay. the bit. Okay, we're on day six six seven. Oh, so yesterday wow. was six six six. What did he put Paddington? 
into yesterday? Yesterday was Eternal uh, Sun, Eternal Sunshine and Spotless Mind. Oh, okay. So it was pretty good. But this uh, today, <laughs> it, it's uh, this new movie. Yeah. Is this even out yet, Megan? I don't know. I just saw the preview for the first time last night. I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What'd you think? <laughs> uh, I thought whatever. it was Child's Play 500. Right? Oh, well, this yeah. Is, this, yeah. This new Age Child's Play. Man. Yeah. 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 Uh, anyway, I thought it'd be fun to go through some of my favorites because I've been following this guy for a while and <laughs> it's just silly and stupid and I love it. Uh, here's Paddington sitting on the Iron Throne. <laughs> wow, these are really They're well pretty good, right? Yeah, that's I good. Mean, uh, here's uh, Paddington in the famous restaurant scene uh, from uh, When Harry Met Sally. Uh, Meg, uh, Meg Ryan? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 the yeah. paw on the chin, very nice. It's well, he's eating a sandwich. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, BLT. That's my bad. I didn't see the sandwich. I thought that was his white chin hair. <laughs> Here's uh, Paddington uh, competing in the Great British Bake Off. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you know they're so good. Wow, they're they're really amazing. really good. Uh, here he is in the Graduate. Oh, famous <laughs> iconic scene. Uh, this one is the from RRR. I don't know if you guys saw RRR. It's uh, a Netflix epic no, uh, Indian film, and it's great. And this is uh, this is an epic uh, uh, dance like scene, number in yeah. the middle of it. Uh, highly recommend <laughs> RRR if you haven't seen it. Uh, I don't know where this what this movie is. <laughs> it's like a horror movie, obviously, and there's a woman coming. It might be Texas Chainsaw That's, Massacre. Yeah, it kind of looks like uh, yeah, um, wise. I've never seen it, but I just love Paddington in the back of the pickup, uh, screaming his guts out. Uh, here we have... Uh, I love this one because, again, he's eating a sandwich <laughs> yeah, with the Peaky Blinders. <laughs> it's great. And then finally, this is not the greatest one, but uh, I just love seeing Paddington playing. Oh, he's, pretty, he's killing it. He's too. killing it. He's got over a million dollars. And, you know, the font of Paddington uh, when it handwritten oh, yeah. there. Anyways, tweet, of, tweet account of the night. Jay the Chew, C-H-O-E. Interesting he didn't rebrand his own account to, you know, Paddington in things mm. or, you know, Paddington yeah. stars or something. Just... Yeah. I mean, I, I love the out that he has, which is like, I'm going to do this until I forget. And he's on day 667, 667 days straight. Uh, it's amazing. Okay, here's a question. Do you think he banks them? Oh, he must. Because, do you uh, think he's Photoshopping every day? Well, I think he probably picks a day. Like the way I do it with the cold opens. I do it all on Sunday. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, so don't you reveal Sunday, your magic, Sunday's, JD. Sunday's his Paddington Photoshop day. Yeah, it's got to be. Yeah. Uh, and he, I think he's in Europe because if you the dates that I'm seeing, like on Christmas Day, there was two, two on the 26th, but it's because we're behind, right? So... Uh, or, yeah, we're behind. Yeah. Uh, Jerome chiming in. Our magic maker. Yeah. Texas Chainsaw, I guess, was the one. With, yeah. Okay. okay. And uh, he noted marmalade sandwich. Yeah, yeah he loves a marmalade Is that the Paddington does? Paddington, yeah. 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 Paddington, the one and two, bangers. People both. love them. Yeah. Love yeah. them. Yeah. Love them. And rightly so. They're great. They're really, really <laughs> And there's a third one coming? Is that what it said in his bio? There I thought his it was Paddington's bio. Said, bio. Paddington uh, has a bio? Not Paddington's bio. Oh, Jay's bio. I thought it said something like, yeah. oh, and the oh, Oscar, Oscar goes, goes to Paddington 3. <laughs> and I love He's in his- He's talking it into existence? Or? The, it's coming. Oh, okay. There you go. It's on the, the way. Okay. The banner uh, of his profile is another Photoshop in it. Is that not the original moving picture? Like, that's Paddington on the horse. Oh, it <laughs> is. Like, uh, yes, it is. You know, the, uh, I can't remember what it's Which called. Which was, but... uh, I mean, they, they, um, it's referenced in Nope. Oh, is it? Yeah. I haven't seen yeah, Nope yeah, yet. Yeah. Um, anyway. Okay, great. So, can we, I mean, I don't, you can, you can stay on camera if you want, JD, but see if Jerome could maybe put Paddington in just beside us. <laughs> Like, yeah, I'm, yeah, like, I'm gonna like look look at him like he's making a point. He's sitting right there. Yeah, let's say, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll just do. You guys. Maybe like, well, I'll drop I can drop your computer a little. Bit. Okay, yeah. he's right beside you guys. Oh, I thought he was here. <laughs> nice, cool, good. perfect. All right, awesome. Okay, good. Thanks, got? thanks, Jerome. <laughs> I love Sorry, Jerome. We keep giving Jerome <laughs> chores. Like, C block. End of the C block. <laughs> Brainstorm of Photoshop every C block. You only have to tune into the last two minutes of a basketball game, and Jerome only has to tune into the last minute of the show. <laughs> damn, damn, sad but true. All right, well, let's call it there. Uh, we're back in, I don't know, a couple hours. Let's say one o'clock, maybe even before. 
So be ready. Subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube if you haven't already. Because we're going to do a little bonus podcast, uh, like I said, off the top, talking about the Bulls and the Raptors and some other trade rumors. Some hypothetical trades are going to be thrown around, and uh, we'll debate them on our second podcast coming up again around 1 p.m. Eastern, but we might go a little bit earlier if everybody's ready. If everybody's got their lunch in them, their marmalade sandwiches in them. I brought soup today. <laughs> Birthday soup. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see. I got, a, I got a sandwich. We got soup and a sandwich. Nice. You want to share? Yes. <laughs> Half soup? You can't Wait. share a soup. What? You can't share a soup. <laughs> you can't. Just I wouldn't want to share a soup. You told me I can't do parkour. I don't want to share a soup. Well, what, you think we're, we're not going sip for sip. I can pour, pour, pour it. Pour in yeah. a bowl. Oh, you got a lot of soup. I might have too much soup. Oh, okay. okay, okay, okay. It's All my right. birthday season, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm living it up. <laughs> as much as I want. He loves it. All right. Uh, we'll see you later today. Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, no matter what JD says, basketball is life. Brace the day, people. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.